Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box. I come in the same way I always come in with my two homies, Becky and Brando. We're all bullshitting already. I think everybody here is just beat down, sick of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Sick of uh, sick of all irritating people. Like, I mean, just in general, and I guess that depends on where you're sitting, right? The person on the other side of the aisle or right across you might be the one pissing you off. But there's there's certain lifelong like staples that will drive you nuts from a person. And and you'll run into that staple in different people as Mm -hmm. you go. And it never changes. It's the one thing that gets on your nerves. What's that thing for each of you? People that chew with their mouth open mm, belong on the ice circle of hell that Dante found Satan in. Ah, oh, dude, I I am one hundred percent with you. Like that grosses me out That's because, awful. but it's it's I I don't know. I guess there are some are worse than others, but I think we all know who we're talking about. We're talking can, about it's just like loud how can you not be aware guy. of it. I don't know how they or they are and they just don't I don't even think they hear it. Sometimes I feel like they do it on purpose. You're blind. That's like the the phrase turn a blind eye to. Is that what the phrase is? Turn a cheek. Yeah. I'm sure they meant it for more serious things than chewing loudly, but chewing loudly is pretty awful. Yeah. My mine is the people who think they need to tell a story like when you're telling a story about something what uppers what uppers if you're having a bad day yeah yeah that's the word yeah (laughs) (laughs) you fucking can't stand it you'd be like somebody comes in you're like you're saying like give me an idea of what you mean oh like um oh well i had a bad day today at work oh you think you wouldn't turn on and i'm like listen motherfucker (laughs) You had a bad day. <laughs> let me tell Do you. Do they about even my let you day. finish, or is it like a tennis match? Like you start off, and then they cut you off. It's and then the you back the what pisses me off is the one uppers that like just think they need to keep going, like they've already lost, but they're they're convinced they're winning. Like it's a competition on who had the worst. It yeah. could be worse. It could be anything. It could be like I had a great day. Well, you think you had a yeah. great day? I had or an like, amazing. Oh, day. you think you got a really good Christmas present? It, I, I'm just saying that I got a good per- Christmas present, Thomas. Like, One get over this. it, <laughs> Thomas. My uh, my pet peeve. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with a car one because it's what's on my mind right now. It's, and this is both the kinds of drivers that do this on purpose, but also the kinds of drivers who, I don't know which one irritates me more. I lean to those who aren't aware of it and just aren't thinking of it. And it's when they pull out to a median turn when they're turning left, but their ass is hanging into one of the lanes of oncoming traffic. Yes. Like that. If you hit them, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more often than not, more often than not. It's backwards. But that person, that person irritates the shit out of me. Driving I mean, I, in general I, I, lately irritates the shit out of me. Yesterday when I was trying to go to work on I-10 from my house until like Kolb, which is like 10 exits, right? Yeah. Literally yeah. five 
five accidents. And they were bad accidents, too, where it was like backing up traffic. Horrible. Well, you're right there. Where you are uh, on I-10 is like right outside the city limits where yeah. like all all of the convergence of truckers and travelers and the commuters kind of happens all there. Yeah. And everybody's in a hurry. Yeah, like, there's just it's just been horrible. unreal. Extra horrible. When, when I was driving back from Tucson, and it, especially at night, you know, there's a See, way Becky, to... Right now, he's trying to one-up you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky, if you think you have it, but no, come on. I was late for uh, work yesterday because I got stuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah? Well, I was late to go to sleep yesterday, so... <laughs> My love, I was on a drive for... No, I was trying to point out that some drivers who didn't work with the uh semi trucks like they didn't nice cover story we'll give it to you please continue well you know if you're at night and they're trying to get over either whether it's to the right lane or to the left lane most people just try to go around them and the truck driver has to look to see if that person's even there so they can miss something or they end up stuck in a space but if you flash your lights and let them in it's I mean, you, they they will thank you by turning off their lights and then turning them back on. Mm-hmm. And then at times, if you're going on a long, we were on a long trip at that point, and you're kind of grouped with those trucks, when there's a problem coming or they know there's a lane, they will let you pass them. Like, specifically let you pass them. Yeah. They'll, they'll kind of wave you by. I, I mean, the mo- more people, I saw more people cutting off these semi trucks like like cut like literally giving them no room without any awareness of the size of these i sound like an old man at this point right <laughs> like i'm thinking hey, i have no idea how long it takes to stop something that big yeah no i mean it really uh fucking scares me i've had a few accidents uh-huh. affect me but that shit blows my mind that people aren't aware of that and I mean, that's on the long road, but yeah, the, the ones who pull their asses out and just sit there and it, it is, it just frustrates the shit out of me that they do that. You know, it, it does. That's my big pet peeve. Okay. I have a question. The one uppers drive me nuts too. Yeah. So like drive, like learning to drive. Cause Brando, you're from Arizona mm-hmm. and Charlie, you're from. New Orleans. New Orleans. Spent my high school years in Dallas. And I'm from Chicago. So when I was learning to drive, I had to get, like, I had to do so many hours behind the wheel to get my permit. And then I had to do so many hours with my permit, like <laughs> highway, freeway hours and like all this other stuff before I could even get my license. Is there anything like that where you guys grew up or... I'm going to tell you the most, I'm going to tell you the most Arizona thing you're ever going to hear. Mm-hmm. There's probably less paperwork involved in buying a gun than there is in getting your learner's permit. That's so crazy. And now I didn't need it to prove any time behind the wheel. It was a written test. I, they gave me a permit. That's so crazy. A license or a permit? Permit. For a license, I had to take a, t- a, a test and then just do the, do the road test. Right. That's so weird to me. Yeah, Dallas was similar. Uh, I had to have a permit for a certain amount of time. And, you know, I had to have, like, and you did have to drive on the highway. And 
in different And then did you guys have to take like driver's ed or like a driver's yeah. ed course? I have yeah. no idea if it was required, but I did it. Okay. You also got discounts on your insurance if you did it. Right. Which your parents desperately needed after putting you on their policy. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. I just totally wonder because I feel like like I'm a really defensive driver here and I just am like, I just can't believe some people just don't know how to do it. But it makes sense if they haven't like practiced a lot. It, it does. I mean, and I'm it can be. I, I get more pissed off because I feel like uh, I'm always hyper aware of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like in on the road and how I might affect the drivers around me. So I don't really make a bunch of stupid rash decisions. Right. Like, yeah. and I, I just, you know, whatever. I'm a pretty, I consider myself a pretty fucking good driver. And so a lot of times the people that are on the road that irritate the shit out of me are the ones that just aren't paying attention at all, mm-hmm. at all, you know, and are in their own little world, whatever that means. I, I, you know, I mean, they could be on their phone or they could be, um, whatever, you know, the, the, the guy who's stuck on his phone, that's, uh, sitting at the green light for a good five, six count before somebody has to honk at him for him to go. And who's not keeping up with traffic and is just barely staying inside the lanes because he's doing whatever. Maybe he's on Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or just whatever, changing the song he wants to listen to on Spotify. I've seen some crazy ass shit. But it's just annoying. I just want, you know, I just want him to get out of the way. I think the one upper sounds worse personally. Yeah. But the driver, I had the driver on my mind about They're that. All just awful. The loudest. Especially when I'm already doing especially when I'm already doing five over the limit and they still ride my ass. Oh, that's so annoying. Ass riders are weird. Yeah, I don't like that. And when, when you're they honk ass riders at when you? you're already speeding. Yeah. Ugh. The worst. <laughs> yeah, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Makes me wish my car dropped caltrops. <laughs> like I a wish my car, my yep. car dropped a little turtle shells, like on Mario Kart or the bananas. Same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you dropped the banana, and the car behind you just started spinning around. Yeah, and the music my, plays. The music has to play with it because the music was the best part. So, uh, you know, you brought a Bond. Are you either one of you Bond fans? I know yeah. Brando is. Yeah. Did you see the movie yet? No. Are you I'll going get, to? I'll get around to it eventually, yeah. Becky, you a Bond fan? Do you like those kinds of movies? Uh, no. I'm not. No. I'm not like super into the Bond. I mean, I'll watch them, but I'm not like invested in them. The like, odd numbered Bond movies. movies, the odd number Bond movies, the Daniel Craig ones, those are the good mm-hmm. ones. Casino Royale, okay. great. Quantum of Solace, eh. Skyfall, great. Spectre, kind of terrible. So I think we're in for a good wild ride. I will say they have great music. Always. Always. That's, a, that's an iconic franchise. I, I mean, that's a hard not to imagine a Bond film. In, I mean, every part of my life, I remember a Bond film. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference on which Bond? Worse. Brando, you, are you a Craig fan or were you a Connery guy? Is there such a thing as a Con- I'm a Connery man myself? I think Sean Connery did the best job until Daniel Craig came around. Pierce Brosnan showed a lot of promise in Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies, but after that, the scripts just went straight to Dookie. Mm-hmm. 
I still remember that dude from Remington Steel. Timothy Dalton was was good too. I don't care what anybody says. Who do you think will? I, who do you think the next Bond will be? I want it to be a black lesbian. Ooh, it's Jewish. Oh. I can't. Think. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just thinking of ways to upset people. <laughs> Uh, like that, uh, the girl from what's, uh, what's Ready Grace Jones do these days? <laughs> oh, listen, that would be incredible satire. Wouldn't that be incredible if Grace Jones turned out to be the next Bond? Wasn't she? What was she? Octopussy? I forget which one she was in. I think I it was think a it, it was a Roger Moore one. I liked Roger Moore. That's who. That's who I mm-hmm. my. My boyhood bond <laughs> was Roger Moore. Yeah. He's yeah. Very handsome. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think of uh, like that's a face for the word debonair. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else can you think of? You could describe as debonair. Maybe George Clooney. No. Okay. So who? Clooney dog is definitely debonair. Come on. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's more like I don't know. player. I don't see like I, like debonair. More like so. There's a, someone's never seen Set It Off. I don't. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. It's a good movie. Man, good. we gotta get a we gotta get a watch list for for you guys. <laughs> just to just to catch up on everybody else's watch list. I like so, um, I like we'll, ER George Clooney. Oh, Caesar Before. haircut, George Clooney. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had that haircut. It made my gigantic head look big. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you ever wanting to get a Caesar, if you have big fucking head, it's gonna make it look bigger, man. You're gonna look like a bowling ball. No, I had a funny. Uh, so I had a moment of surreal awareness over the weekend and um you know it involves my family my dad my stepdad and uh i'm sure as these shows go on i will you'll get more and more information about my dad because i love him and i'm really proud of him and and you've heard a little bit about their story so far they're they're definitely part of that group of people that got hit by the hurricane so we're dealing with that right we're we're out at their house and we're trying to coordinate how this is going to happen and there's a lot of stuff to be cleaned out there's a you know house has got to be gutted and there's got to somebody's got to come in and do the remodeling etc etc and so we happen to have uh we hired a guy that we like and uh you know this guy's working at the houses in the neighborhood around him and just to kind of set up how funny this is for me my my dad is a greek you know, Anglo guy from like Hell's Kitchen, New York, and then spent the rest of his life in like Dallas, Texas area. And he's about 85 years, just turned 85 years old. So he is like old school 20th century cracker in the coolest and funniest <laughs> ways. Okay. But truly, like truly crackerific. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this guy that uh, is going to gut the house. And gave us a great price and is a hardworking guy. And he, uh, you could not have cast him if you were, if you had a show 
like, like any show that took place in Southern Louisiana and you had to find, you know, your, your average hardworking blue collar guy, uh, African-American dude with a Creole Southern accent. This is the guy, right? And mm-hmm. I like him right away. And he and I get along really well, but you know, he's, he's a, you know, hardworking Joe and he's over there talking to my, my parents and, you know, I, there's this moment between him and my dad, this guy's probably around 40, maybe, you know, trying to start a small business. And all I could think of was Jason Sudeikis because Jason Sudeikis in movies like hall pass or even horrible bosses, there'll be a moment. And on a lot of SNL bits where he plays the quintessential white dude who doesn't know he's doing something that's ridiculous and uncomfortable. And it's the best bit, right? It's always, he walks in, there's one black dude and he's the white guy to go, my man. And like (laughs) try to slap his hand or something, or, you know, it's that awkward white dude moment. Right. Yeah, and my, and they're talking business. That's and the same kind shit of, Steven Seagal did on his TV show. <laughs> yes, yes, that cringe Steven kind of moment. Steven Seagal right? had a TV show. Did you know oh, Steven we're gonna Seagal go is a, was a. We're gonna go there. We'll we go gotta there hold later. that. We'll go there. We gotta go. There. So, anyhow, I'm overhearing them. I'm loading boxes out that we've loaded and packed, and we're kind of in the process. And I hear my 85 year old dad turn to this man and go okay my brother <laughs> oh oh geez oh, that's pain. That, that's, i just felt a weird pain go through my chest and I, and I totally just started giggling and i kept walking by and so i came back i got to the box and he did it again and and, and so the driveway is long and i'm at the end of the driveway and this guy comes walking up and he's smiling, he's giggling. And I kind of get that he's on the same wavelength, right? That he gets why I'm laughing. Cause it was when I laughed, right? Like when he mm-hmm. goes, he goes, that sounds great. My, okay, my brother. <laughs> I was just, it was the bra. It was the brother. It was just, it, 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 I, I want to believe that he's so witty that that was a, deep dive joke but it was so pure and true and he's not doing anything crazy he's trying to he wants to be liked he likes this guy right he wants to be cool to this guy and this and uh this man just walks up and sees me giggling he takes a moment and looks at me and i looked right back at him and i was like you're a very patient man i really appreciate you (laughs) and and he started smiling i go honestly i've never fucking seen it in real life i go i've I've seen it like i said jason sedeckis to him i was like i seriously expected him to go like right off okay my brother like trying to give you a high five and he and i sat there laughing our asses off and just had a moment where we both knew what we were laughing at. Yeah. It was it was just irreplaceable comedy though, right? And and he was totally, you know, I'm sure he deals with that all the time, but I had just never witnessed it and I thought it was hilarious, right? I yeah. couldn't help but think of Jason Sudeikis and and I and I didn't have the heart. I'm not trying to break bust my dad's balls about it. 
you know, I just kind of giggled. And when we even saw him one more time, that's exactly what they do. So that's what awkward just, white dads do. Yeah. Total to, awkward crack cool. a dad. I can see my own be. father doing the exact same thing. <laughs> it was just cool that the guy thought it was funny pockets. too. Of their what? jorts with their tucked in t-shirt. Yep. And, and the their, funny uh, dad shoes. Oh, Sandals, the new balance. Tevas yep. with socks. Tevas with socks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just one of those cool. It opened the door for another moment where, uh, you know, he came back up to talk to both my mother and I, and and I was making a, like he was laughing and right and my my dad straight up goes, I don't know what you guys are laughing at. I was like, I looked at him. I was like, don't worry, I'll get him caught up. And we start talking more. Ends up that we both went to Essence Fest a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about Erica Badu and Jill Scott. And he started talking to me about how he fell in love with Jill Scott. He was there at that same one. And I was telling about, like, you know, I mean, look, it just happened to be that there weren't a whole lot of other white people there, right? Not yeah. that it was a big deal. But one of the games Brooke and I was playing was anytime we saw anybody else that was white we would yell the whitest name we could think of and they hope we got it right with the you know get a response <laughs> so like mine, mine was dylan anytime i saw a white dude <laughs> oh, i'd yeah. go dylan to <laughs> see if they would look over and I, oh, I forgot where hers was it wasn't karen it was katie or kaylee i think hers was a kaylee <laughs> <laughs> anyway we i mean you know it was a cool moment because it, it would just open the you never know when those doors are going to open to have a good laugh and discover the humanity in people. And it wasn't, a, I mean, certainly I'm laughing at the expense of the awkwardness and cringe moment I'm aware of, but my dad didn't have any idea, you know? And, and if anything, it, they're both bonded a little more because of it, but you dude, it made me so damn uncomfortable. I had to laugh. I was <laughs> laughing nervously for 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. My brother. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, all right. It's a good time to take a break. We're going to take a quick <laughs> moment to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. The year is 2043. You're playing fantasy football. It is championship week. You're trying to set your lineup and you don't know what to do. Robert Griffin IV and his top target, Will Fuller the Sixth, have carried you all season but they're facing a London Jaguars team that has the top defense in the league. Your other quarterback is a 66-year-old Tom Brady who's playing against the much more manageable Toronto Bengals. So you turn to Nick and Elijah of the 25 Yards Later podcast, a production of Sports Obsessive and Ruminations Radio Network. Be a champion. champion. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, welcome back to Brevity Box. We are brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. And if you'd like to check out any of our roster of podcasts, check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. Uh, I recently have been invited to go on Retro Futurist Culture. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Yeah, go return. And you know, a long overdue, we're going to have to start. We have we have not had enough guests. We've been so involved in our thruplehood that we haven't looked outside of us to bring new people in in a while. I don't speaking like of trigger, Speaking of trigger words, people that unironically use the word thruple make me want to vomit. 
It's bad throupling. Keep your vomit to yourself. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have Hoptimus, uh, the host of Retrofuturist Culture, coming on soon. We'll get back to you on when, but very soon. And so I have to pick out a movie, a sci-fi movie that I'm into that he hasn't already talked about. And I mean, he has covered a lot of content that and it's all movies I love. So it makes it hard for me to pick. Uh, I went I suggested a Oblivion. Which is a Tom Cruise sci fi like a movie. weird Scientology movie. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Scientology movie. I mean, I suppose anything that's got science fiction and aliens can be technically deemed a Scientology movie, but it's a good movie. And I thought the, I just thought it was a cool movie and it's science fiction, you know, and, and, and much against my efforts to want to criticize Tom Cruise. I keep finding movies. I like that he does. I just enjoy. Dude, it's like Michael Jackson, shit. you know, we could think the person's a nut job, but we appreciate the art. Yeah, I oh, that's an interesting topic. So I feel the same way, and I don't know if it makes me a monster. Becky, do you feel like you can separate the art from the artist? Uh, most of the time I can. Sometimes it's really hard though. What did JJ do? JJ didn't do anything. JJ's never oh. hurt me. Yet. Oh, oh, the yeah. The only time yeah, JJ yeah. hurt me is when he married somebody else. Do you know why he married somebody else? Because I think Brandon and I figured this out. Well, that and it happened right around the time that the um that you know don't don't say it. Don't do uh, it. Uh, well, I mean she has to you want to tell her? Mm, you brought this shit up. Leave me out of it. No, I mean I think you should Nope. Well, you were talking nope. about it last time, nope. right? Mm. I mean, when they won the World Series, everything sort you of. You better left. shut your fucking just, mouth. <laughs> I mean, I. When did they get married again? Shut right, is, your fucking I'm just, is there, mouth. Could there be? You better I mean, stop. Mercury and centigrade. Put that shit back right in the back. Put it away. Just stop. Just gonna, back it up. Just beat, back it up. I am going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass so hard. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I literally am going to kill both of you. <laughs> hey, I told him. I told him not to do it. You're egging I, him on. I'm no, just asking the questions the that need to be asked. I'm, you know, it I'm, had nothing I'm to do with the Cubs winning the World Series. Just nothing. Investigating. That's all it is. Okay. I, you maybe, shoot your dirty whore mouth. I mean, you, That's a trigger. That's a trigger word. Trigger. Well, all right. All right. We're going to talk about trigger words because I think it's a worthy conversation. I definitely have my trigger words. I'm going to save that because it comes to the story like everything does with me. Uh, let's let's start with Brando. Because I, I'm sure it's going to be funny. I hear growling from the Cubs fan. Uh, Brando, what's your trigger word, man? Do you have one? It's a phrase. <laughs> okay. Did it come from dad? No. What's the phrase? Wide left. Really? <laughs> Sorry. No, just, just a sports <laughs> joke. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, that is a reference to every Vi every Vikings fan will know what that means. Oh, that was good, Brando. Very good, Brando. Very good. Why it is always wide left too. Every Vikings missed field goal is always wide left. It's true. Mm -hmm. 
Is that your genuine trigger like phrase for sure, or do you no, actually have a word? It's not. I I really don't have one. I just there are some words that set me off for no reason. Like, do you have a story of time where you were set off by a word that caught you by surprise? No, never. Not that I took any sort of weird outward offense to. No. Yeah, I okay, Becky. Do you want to you want to tell us what you're? But, but over, someone your once is? at work. Hang on, though. But somebody somebody at the Sprocket Factory once tried to describe the mouthfeel of a microbrew he tried that weekend, and I wanted to simultaneously throw up and punch him <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> the mouthfeel. God, those people are disgusting. <laughs> is it the uh, word mouthfeel? There has to be. I mean, can he say velvety? It's just texture? so. It's just so pretentiously douchebaggy. It makes me want to scrape their tongue across soap. It sounds like a good like DJ, like for EDM, like European acid jazz. Would be like otherwise DJ a lot of corporate buzzwords and phrases just do that to me as well. But never like a one-on-one circumstance where somebody was like just randomly said something and you just it snapped in you correct lucky you dude becky how about you i have a lot of trigger words <laughs> lot. Get, I, i'll only ask you to pick one but feel free to flood the whole moment with um, several if you'd like my top one we've all learned tonight is overwhelmed <laughs> um and yeah. then second on my list is emotionally unstable Ooh, ooh, yeah Yow. That sounds like I hear that and it sounds like men talking about a woman. It's just calling a woman exactly. crazy. It's just, it's just calling a woman crazy with yeah. extra steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think I just don't. You don't hear men often referred to as emotionally. emotionally. They, they'll, they, they'll be referred to as mentally unstable. When they want to sound yeah. pretentious, they do. No. <laughs> emotionally unstable gets me. It's it's right up there with overwhelmed. Those two yeah, are my a, big ones. Those sound like code words. Yeah, they do sound like <laughs> they do. They they sound completely charged with just out of your mind, unstable, mm-hmm. yeah. incapable. Yeah, overwhelmed is it's it, it's interesting because I mean that did you know somebody can express that in multiple ways, but if it's a trigger word, it's a trigger word. You mm-hmm. know, I mean. It, in and of itself is one thing, but I think, I think that's a weird part of the world we live in right now is that there's not a lot of focus on context yeah. and it's intuitive by any of us. I mean, I'm not saying like it, it, there's so much communication going on so quickly mm-hmm. that you almost don't have time. Well, I think you lose a lot of context in like texting and when you're not having yeah. like a face-to-face conversation. That's because true. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people can tell you're triggered when you're face-to-face because they, you unintentionally like make a face or like you just change in your demeanor. Whereas like over a text message, like that's very hard to tell, like what did this person mean? What are they talking about? Like, well, and you actually have to deal with the consequences too. Like the person who, even if it's, you know, unintentional and innocent, Mm -hmm. they can see right away. There's a lot of signals. Mm -hmm. I really hope that whenever I have to type, send something that starts off with per my last email. I I hope the recipient realizes I'm asking if they're (laughs) (laughs) R-worded. You never know, right? You never never know know. these days. 
I don't know that I have. I have some, you know, often I think when I was growing up, I hated the term grow like grown up. I just, I, I didn't like any of that. Those broad scope references uh, just always seemed really weird analogous to, to you're not fitting the pattern. You know, I think that's oh, yeah. maybe similar that. to mm-hmm. maybe similar to what you're, you know, if to on a small scale similarity to mm-hmm. emotionally unstable, right? It's just this, you don't fit. We don't know where to place you. Yeah. That, so that I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Which up. is weird, right? Yeah. For me, it was, uh, I think, you know, context matters a lot in mm-hmm. these cases. For me, it was with my sister, my older sister, who's no longer with us. And that woman is, was a genius at, at finding the skeleton key to piss you off. That was her weapon, right? Not a fighter, but really good at finding your your your, your soft spot yeah <laughs> you're just fine i mean even if it's just like a bloodhound like i'm not sure a bloodhound's doing a lot of calculations he's just following his fucking nose mm-hmm. that's kind of where i think my sister was in a lot of she had a natural ability to find that thing and and just go right to it and so you know for me i i feel like there's two sides where if you caught me bullshitting with a few friends i have I'm much more off the cuff and less concerned about how I'm presenting my message, right? I'm not right. worried about the words as much. And with my sister, she was, you know, uh, dealing with a lot, alcoholic, whatever. And my version of trying to help her was constantly like trying to be mentally on point, always being really clear about what I wanted to say and trying to get her to do something different to to want to get better. And it was in the middle of that you know, intense conversation where I'm getting pushed back from an addict and trying to make a difference and trying to just thinking I'm playing chess. And in the middle of that, she's like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you pontificate. And I mean, I don't even think she got further than that word. And I don't even know what in particular it was about. It could have just been that it was her, but there was just some real like, disgust in the way that she said pontificate that all yeah. that all that uh uh poise went right out the fucking window like right. in an heartbeat like two seconds earlier i'm trying to talk about wanting to change your life and make you know better decisions that mm-hmm. will affect you blah blah and then she's like pontificate i was like listen motherfucker i'm not the one who went <laughs> fucked up my bullshit so goddamn bad like i mean yeah. i just I lost my shit and and it was a a hilarious moment because we ended up hanging up in anger and then maybe 90 minutes later I called her back laughing and saying, "You know what? You totally got you found a fucking skeleton key that just <laughs> like literally like unlocked this like seven layer thick suit of armor I had powered by my brain. It was instantly gone." And my my mom used to have this rule because my siblings and I fought all the time and, you know, it would get really heated and we, we knew how to like push each other's buttons. She wouldn't let you use a word unless you knew what that word meant. So like, that's fucking smart. Yeah. So she would be like, what's the, what's the dictionary definition of that? 
And if you didn't know, then the argument was over right then and there. Like it's really good for political politically ignorant people too. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's a good rule. That's how she that's how she like managed our fights, but also made us smarter because we would try and look for words to like in the dictionary. It's like she helped us in both ways, you know? That's kind of cool. It's very cool. I, I don't yeah. my but mother. What do you do about words that aren't in the dictionary? Like ass clown. <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> I'm not sure mom's asking you to define <laughs> yeah. ass clown. She's covering all the bases. Just like my sure. freaking my oldest brother was in speech and debate, so he had a very like broad and expansive vocabulary. So he would be like, uh prov-, he was like, Oh, you want me to provoke you? Are you gonna use your phalanges? <laughs> <laughs> Verisimilitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would use all these big words and my mom could see all of us getting frustrated and she's like look up a bigger word. You know, but you have to know the definition if you're going to use it. You know, that's some we should we should dive into that a little bit because communication is dead. Mhm. Yeah, in a way it is kind of dead. It is a weird thing because I think it's so it surprises me that people do not spend any effort trying to hone good, clear communication. They're great and and very interested in gearing up the next line to troll somebody or to yeah. get a reaction, which, look, that's fucking fun, uh, even if it's just not good. You know, <laughs> we, I think we all did that as kids, right? Mm-hmm. To some extent, didn't you have that kind of... I mean, you... Becky, you seem enough like my sisters where I just know you talked a lot of shit in high school. I still talk I mean, a lot had, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget but that you, I'm I'm five I'm five foot nothing, so all I have is my shit talking. Yeah. So the, I mean I grew up in that kind of that same kind of environment where I mean if you had a sarcastic wit and Brando's devastating with burns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like, I mean, seriously, I, I can't the imagine occasional surgical talking. strike. Yes. Yeah, man, you are. You do get surgical strikes. I mean, I've been shut down by you uh, uh, numerous times. Numerous times. Feels so good. Yeah, it does feel good. <laughs> it, hurts. it hurts so good. I I come to enjoy it from pretty much from anybody, but especially if I've got a good friendship with somebody that shuts me down. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I, I I can't help but enjoy the shit out of it. It yeah. just gives me happies. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're going to take another quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back afterwards. Hey, kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on the Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Back from the break. Welcome back to Brevity Box. Episode 33 coming a year in. A year in. We're in October. We're building up to Halloween, which is easily spooky my season. wife's favorite holiday. Spooky season. Uh, we, we love Halloween. I love, love Halloween. Halloween. I just set up an inflatable Jack Skellington in the front of my house. And uh, Brooke is super stoked. I have an inflatable inflatable Dracula that comes out of a coffin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Shouldn't Jack Skellington be a Christmas decoration? No, he's both. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. both, man. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Trigger. Although that was a trigger. I, I <laughs> yeah, now you're getting serious. Bro. I don't know. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please, Becky, go on. You've never seen no, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Brandon. Oh, see, he, now he's definitely trying to trigger with the grown ass man bit. <laughs> this is when we'll get Brooke on I'm board really, to scold him. Really, I'm really disappointed in you right now. Yes, Charlie. I don't know about you, but I grew up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that because I'm a grown up. I have a 401k. You've never, you've never seen it. <laughs> never, never. No, I've seen it. I'm just trying to trigger both of you. Okay, I was like, yeah. that is so hard to believe because you were roommates with Brooke. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, she would have definitely had had, yeah. her, had her way with him. You know what? Yeah, no, we, is we, really good is Frank and Weenie. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, I like Frank and Weenie. Favorite favorite Halloween movie? Say, well, I guess I say animated Halloween movie. Like animated, supposed to be you know fun Halloween movie. That's okay. Fuck hard. that. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, nice. yeah. Okay. Old school. Monster House is my favorite. I was going to say Monster House. Dig it. And I, because, I like it because of that one joke in it where uh, he's like, oh, it's it's Uvula. And the little kid goes, I thought it was a boy house. Do you remember that <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I absolutely love that movie. I love Monster House. I love I Monster House. I like There's a lot of Halloween movies. movies that you know when I would like to revisit is the Burbs. I love the mm. Burbs. I, it's a cheesy movie. I'm yeah. not telling you it's a great movie, no, you but I thinking about it. Carrie Fisher and that body by cocaine. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got I'm full Rest shame. Rest in peace, princess. No disrespect. Shame. I completely admit it with all my shame. I that body by cocaine from Return of the Jedi. It, 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 it did just, a it does a body good for a little while is, at least for just for that month <laughs> for that one month things are perfect for that little bit of time <laughs> yeah so we set up some headstones some foam headstones and we set up some things around the front yard ooh ooh ooh, ooh. does one of those heads headstones say I did my own research I wish it did I, I love it. that I I've shown that, that picture so to good. everybody God damn it. Yeah, I know. I think that I, I need to, to put get my one. Halloween decorations out, so maybe I'll put that out and take a picture of it for you, Brando. So we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Brando. I know is going to try to play the. I grew up. I have a four hundred one k. I don't wear costumes. No, again, but, I was just trying to trigger you because of the. I know <laughs> we've had discussions about the grow up thing in the past. Yeah, I know we have, but we have funny. We have, dude. We live together, so there's a lot of those stories that are just hilarious. I'm just so, making sure Mitch knows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, talking about costumes, I want to start with I want to start with Becky, and then I want to see what Brando is going to go. I'm trying to think about costumes for myself. We've got a couple of funny ideas, but let's start with Becky's. Uh, she's excited to let us know about what her costume is. What are you going to do? I make all of my Halloween costumes from by hand. Like I sew them and everything. That's so I'm That's a cool. very excited Halloween person. So I've had nice. some really epic Halloween. No wonder costumes. you and Brooke get along. Yeah, um, like one year I was poison ivy and I like sewed leaves. It was great. Hey. Yeah, and then one year I was uh, Sarah Sanderson, and my other friends were Mary and um, Winifred. That was a great costume. We really? The, yeah, we won the uh, costume contest at the loft. Holy shit! Yeah, 
And you're then, serious. We got to yeah. post some of those pictures on Instagram. And then one year I was a flamingo and I made, <laughs> made my costume and everyone called me a pink chicken. <laughs> oh, I, we, one of the guests we had, uh, that's an old friend of mine, Melanie. She went out for Halloween. I think we were, you know, she might have been like 20, 21. And the idea was that she was going to go as a Q-tip. Mm-hmm. So she had a white leotard, like white bodysuit. And like at the top of her head and at the bottom of her feet, we had cotton just wrapped around. <laughs> and everybody called her a tampon. Oh, that's so Like funny. everybody. At, and they thought it was the coolest costume. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you're a tampon. And of course, we ran with it to the point where we got something. I forgot what we got that was red, but we got gross with it. Ew. And uh, <laughs> nothing crazy. We put like a little dot on her nose. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> We didn't you have like I a can- salon you think I carried her, yeah. <laughs> Get the pig's blood. Let's make let's go for broke. People want to do it's not a Q tip. But no, I mean, so oh, what's the what's this year's no, plan? So last year I didn't get to celebrate Halloween because I had to work, but I was gonna be a toddler in Tira. So this year I'm gonna be a sexy tooth fairy. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Oh. I, I want to see, uh, well, I, is Tooth Fairy, I don't think anybody goes as Tooth Fairy, do they? Mm-hmm. They'll go as cats, they'll go as angels. Yeah. They'll go as any of those other things, but I don't see Tooth Fairy. Yeah. I'm really excited. Brenda, I, made, I, made a, costume. I made a tiara with toothbrushes on it. I want to see. It's not completely done yet, but I'm so in love with it. It's a funny concept. I want to see I, how where you I, take it. I sewed a bag that is shaped like a tooth. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. I'm really that's pretty excited. cool. Yeah. I got a what? Um, like two pieces of fabric and some stuffing. And, and so I'm going to put that classic tooth with the roots. Yeah. It's really cute. That's hilarious. Yeah. What are you going to, you're going to carry like a bunch of chiclets in like a. No, I actually have a necklace <laughs> that has like teeth? a silver, a, it has a silver tooth on it. Gangster. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty gangster. What what about the are you sewing the outfit as well? You just haven't designed it yet? No, I made a like a I have uh tights that are rhinestone I rhinestone tights and I'm gonna wear sparkly pink converse and then I have um this really big tutu <laughs> and a wand. Dude, <laughs> do you know do you know what that reminds you that reminds me of um from Scrooged? What was her name? It wasn't Beverly. It wasn't uh, Beverly D'Angelo. It was the actress that ended. She's in uh, Kimmy Schmidt, but she's way older now. Carol Kane. Carol Kane. So Mm -hmm. Carol Kane played the, was it the ghost of Christmas present for Scrooge? Anyways, she was sparkly with a tutu and is one of my favorite characters of any Christmas movie ever. I based so it all, off you're of only getting the, me Disney, the, the Disney fonds. movie, Tooth Fairy. I haven't seen it. It's got Christine Don't get mad Alley. at me. It's not. No, uh-uh. it's, it's like a, it was like a Disney channel. Oh, I should have known when you said Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Because she has this like big old pink poofy dress. I'm I think I know excited. the movie you're talking about. I yeah. think I've seen the trailer. Yeah. Very I'm excited. excited. I can't wait to see pictures. We're going to have to yeah. post and get a vote on how you did. Yeah. 
for IG. We'll post Brando, some of my what about other you, ones leading up to it. <laughs> like what? Oh, your costume. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The ones beforehand. Yeah, uh-huh. I want all of them. I want to see all of them. I want to vote. Brando, are you doing anything for Halloween at all? Or are you just going to curmudgeonly throw apples at kids? Pretty much that, yeah. No costume ideas? No. I'm... What was the last costume you wore for Halloween? I truly could not tell you. Have you ever dressed up for Halloween? Yeah, when I was like in elementary school. But you've grown up since then. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, uh, last costume. I mean, Brooke it, and I, I, it, it just didn't. Yeah, wasn't my. Doesn't appeal to you. Nah. I love it. I love love dressing up. The thing about it is, is Brando has got the frame and body work where he could really have fun with it. Like if Mm -hmm. I tried to dress up. He's calling me fat, Mitch. No, I'm not. I'm not. If I were to try to dress up as uh, Mike Myers from Halloween, it wouldn't work. I'd look like Mike Myers mini me. But if Brando did it, (laughs) it would literally scare fuck. It would scare people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I could totally be the Undertaker and Paul Bearer. (gasps) (laughs) That would be great. That would be be absolutely great. (laughs) That's right up my alley. I love the duo costumes. And I'm I'm in. I would absolutely love that shit because Brooke and I do duo costumes. The last one we did was my cousin Vinny. I loved that one. She looked great. She did. As Marissa Tomei, Miss Vito. And then we had gone back and forth about a couple of ideas. We thought it would be funny for her to go as Gomez Adams and me to go as Morticia. (laughs) (laughs) Then we also thought it would be really funny for her to go as Robin Williams. Not not that I'm against a gender-bent costume idea in the first place. Yeah. But just the thought of you in a dress is horrifying. Uh Uh-huh. It is Halloween. The other idea oh. we had w- was Robin Williams. She goes as Robin Williams from Birdcage, and I go as Nathan Lane. Done. That. It's got to be that. That's it's got to it. be that. That it's has to be, be it. That has because to be Because I just think Brooke with a mustache and a gold chain and a hairy chest. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. With she's got to buy one of those. On. She's got to buy one of those swimsuits that's like the man body swimsuit. <laughs> have you seen i know what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah yeah and then of course i think it doesn't matter how you nathan it's totally, lane me, it's totally you. it's gonna work yeah it's gonna be either i'm and in a suit with I, mean, all we, I mean for all we know nathan lane could be your real dad it wouldn't surprise me at this point or or, or i could be a star Rita, or i could be as as his mom <laughs> i literally could do any of them how about you the have dolphins? To do that one. You have Jesus. to do the birdcage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that would be so damn funny. And then the we bird, tra- the birdcage at dinner. I, I would love that. Would yeah. be so damn funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so Brando. excited for Halloween. Those are two good ideas. Going as the Undertaker and Paul Bearer is pretty funny. That is really good. I like that a lot. So you got to fly Mike out thinking you're Agador Spartacus. Mike would be a great Agador Spartacus. Hold that when I put on to choose. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it is a what I consider a classic. It is one of comedy. the funniest movies of all time. I believe, yeah, uh, based on what is it, 
La Cage de Folie, a French story, yeah. the bird cage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman, uh, 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 Callista Flockhart. I mean, it's a pretty stout cast mm-hmm. and funny as shit. Gene Hackman's hilarious. And it's have it's you ever seen, have you ever seen so Heartbreakers? Hmm. I like him in that one. He's always good. Yeah. Yeah, guys never really done a bad thing. No, I like everything Gene Hackman does. Yeah. Crimson Tide, great movie. It doesn't matter what it is. Gene Hackman's always good. He's just always good. And he's like a giant human. The guy's like 90 years old. He's like six foot seven. He's going to outlive so everybody. Crazy. The Replacements, underrated mm. sports movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Every time I, I hear somebody say day. underrated, nobody thinks it's underrated. Everybody, everybody I talk to loves it. It's because you talk to a lot of sports fans. Yeah, hey, we seem to have managed an episode where we didn't talk a whole hell of a lot about sports. Should we correct that? We still got a few minutes. Let me just say right now, there's a college football game on, and Alabama's about to lose. This is exciting. Do you it's, think that is 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 this like as improbable as the Cubs winning the World Series? But <laughs> shut your horn mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness, what could this mean? This timeline's about to take a shift. Oh, my God. I mean, first the Cubs win, then J.J. Watt marries the wrong person. I mean, (laughs) what's going to happen now? I'm going to beat both y'all's asses. Have you ever seen those, like, old foghorn leghorn cartoons where the little chicken tries to come at him, but he just holds him at arm's distance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was his name? What was was that little? Brando? Chicken Hawk. Chicken hawk, yeah. I got moves. I know karate. I do karate in my garage every Saturday. Like you come up to like my waist. Listen, Linda. Rip a leg off, man. (laughs) Rip your leg off, man. You don't even know. Linda? You've never seen that video of the little kid who wants a cupcake? Nope. And he's like, Linda, Linda Leeson. (laughs) You should look it up. It's really funny. You should look it up. It's pretty funny. So okay, let's let's end on Urban Meyer. Let's oh, talk a little, I'm little, so disappointed little social him. media, little social media, a little sports, a little bit of the world we live in and how fast things move. If you don't know who Urban Meyer is, he is the one head of the greatest coach of the college football coaches of all time. True. One of the greatest right Are there. With you Nick sure? Saban. I don't know if that's right. College football, college football, college football. Oh, um, and really <sighs> most of the Ohio State. They lost. Oh, my God. They just lost. <laughs> Holy shit. Breaking news from Brevity Box Studios. <laughs> Brevity Sports. Alabama, suck it. <laughs> suck a dick, Alabama. <laughs> suck a dick, Saban. Yes. So this is like the <laughs> college now, Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh Texas A&M. And, and that's going to be a I lot of partying chills. in college station. I, I'm going to party tonight. What are we talking about? I'm gonna down have to goes number one. On that. Yeah, good shakeup. Sorry. Glad to see it happen. No, <laughs> I, had to turn, I had to turn it back on because well, everyone's okay, look, texting me. They're all like, you need to, are you watching this game? And I'm like, I'm recording a podcast. And they're like, no, you need to fucking turn it on. <laughs> well, it ties together though. It really yeah, does kind of does. tie together because uh-huh. just to kind of give everybody a quick crash course here, uh, college sports, obviously huge deal. College football may be the biggest of them all. And in the history of college football, there is a handful of names that really stand out as 
legendary status, greatest of mm-hmm. all time. Of those coaches, Nick Saban is one of those coaches. He is the coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. And that team has gone is the the gold standard. Yep. And you if you know, even if you don't know about sports, uh, it's a good chance every year or every other year there's a starting quarterback in the NFL or a starting halfback in the NFL that came from Alabama, Alabama and Nick Saban's system. They consider that preparation for the pros. So along with uh, so seeing Nick Saban have these almost undefeated years year after year after year, and we're talking a long time, a lifetime, and to have him lose to a team like Texas A&M, who I think you said earlier, Becky, is unranked, mm-hmm. and they rank these teams. So Texas A&M is unranked, and they just took down uh, you know, one of those even, any cool. given Sunday moments. Yeah. <laughs> That just took down the number one team oh in gosh, the nation. This is so, cool. so it's a big deal. And so, yeah. like, just to give you an idea of how difficult the NFL is, Nick Saban once upon a time tried to go to the NFL and tried to coach the Miami Dolphins and yeah. did horribly. was did horribly and was really just knew that he was better with the collegiate atmosphere, with that age group, with that skill level. And he's right; he's a legend. Yeah. He went back and he continued to be a legend. Now. Another name in that list is a man by the name of Urban Meyer. Now, Becky, and why don't you give us a little breakdown on Urban Meyer's comparative career to Nick Saban? Urban Meyer. Because he deserves to be in the same conversation. <laughs> he does. He's he's a great coach. He coached for the University of Florida. He coached Tim Tebow, um, won a Tebow. national championship, and then uh, went to Ohio State and won a national champion a few was it did he go to ohio state or the ohio state like never the ohio state (laughs) i didn't want to sound i didn't want to sound like a dick but yeah coach the ohio state his record with ohio state he only ever lost three games like in a regular season ever in his time at ohio state so So another coach coach. Mm -hmm. yeah another coach with a, a huge record and and lots of accolades and for another team that is one of those very high level uh uh programs ohio state mm-hmm. michigan uh alabama lsu these are all the teams you hear about all the teams that all, are always year, nationally every ranked every year every year mm-hmm. and urban meyer is in his first year as a head football coach of a professional NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And social media plays a role in, and this is what's weird about sports in our time versus Mm -hmm. sports in our parents' time. Like this kind of event would have taken a long time to get out and it would have been brushed aside because people wouldn't have been reading the headlines in the Inquirer or wherever it came out. But Urban Meyer gets caught on, was it Twitter? that first posted it or was it Instagram, but he gets caught. I, There's lots of different angles yeah. of this young, I young, Instagram. I mean, this is urban Meyer is in his sixties, right? Fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. And the guy is getting uh straight up. Uh, some girls throwing it back on some his lap, girl is grinding on him, grinding. And I, hard I on remember this, this grinding. We are going to use that term. Yeah, grinding, right? That was Mm -hmm. the first image, and it was already controversial, and there was some... Because Urban Meyer's married. Yeah, well, he's been married married for a really long time. 
And he's been say, he's sitting there saying he made a mistake. You know, those are a lot of people want him gone because they are not doing well. He's got a the number one pick in the draft and uh, a really good team for the most part, and they're zero and four. Anyhow, a couple of different angles, and I mean, look, I remember being a dude that was looking for any kind of action. That guy, did you see the other picture of him putting his hand straight? into the yeah Mm -hmm. listen that dude's got a problem (laughs) you know i mean seriously it's like oh it's it's bad for all the obvious reasons right all the shit you could already talk about yep married for sure head coach yep hanging out with a bunch of fucking kids also fucking really weird right? right but let's just let's just play let's put our piece of shit hat on for a second if you were a skilled piece of shit and you knew where you wanted to go with that, you'd probably go somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like, like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, the dude just. Most skilled pieces of shit do go place elsewhere. They, they would have had some they save other. You, they save you in your phone, in their phone as Bruce Wayne. And then you fuck in the. Um, like the, the bat signal. <laughs> like, they just sent you a bat signal. In his truck. I'm just saying. I mean. Yeah, I mean, look, well, his girlfriend watches his uh, nephew at home. This sounds like a story that you're referencing from personal experience. What What was the coach's name, and is their team doing well this year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but the, the thing that blows my mind is just I can't. I truly struggle to imagine where this guy is. That he's in the first four weeks of a new season of a new team at the helm of an NFL with the number one pick in the draft. Like, I don't, he's in some of those things. I get that. He's a, well, I I just don't, I don't know. I've never been in that. He's never failed as a coach. Like he's failing right now. That's interesting. And he doesn't have the respect of his team. Like he did. You know, with the students, well, of because Ohio they're a bunch State. of grown men, right? They're not right. just a bunch of kids, not so, a bunch of juniors. So he's drinking. He's in a downward spiral, and oh, I, I honestly think you're part making me of feel it, bad for him. Ugh. Listen, listen, and this is where I struggle with it too, because I, I'm the biggest Urban Meyer fan. I love the Ohio State, um, and it's really hard for me to watch this because it's like, God, that's not him. He's not a piece of shit. He's a good dude. Really? And I think he's in Twist. a I think he's in a bad place right now. Well, it is Florida. He's becoming yeah. Florida man. <laughs> it's like a curse, right? It's like, like here, you show up in a haunted the, house and slowly get possessed. He's becoming Florida I don't Florida understand man. is he he left college football. And the and the reason he left college football was for quote unquote his health. Because he he was in poor health at the University of Florida. He had a lot of heart issues. And then it was a big surprise when he took on the coaching job at Ohio State. Because everyone was like, well, don't you have cardiac issues? Blah, blah, blah. So he retired, does the big noon kickoff with, you know, and does really well at that. And then now all of a sudden, oh, I, I want to coach in the NFL. When he had never talked about it before. So it just didn't, it, it's kind of really weird. I think he's it having like it, a late, late life crisis. 
He might be because it yeah. set itself up as a as a story that was going to be like before the season started. Right. You've yeah. got this legendary coach coming out of college. Uh, well, he really hadn't been in college last year, but mm-hmm. came out to take on a team that really needs a new start. Yeah. You know, and you really just you gets number one draft pick, very, very uh, highly rated quarterback. Uh, you know, everything is in his corner. And I guess I don't expect much when you see a guy go oh and for sure. But you it can't just seems expect like much though from the NFL team that gets the first pick in the draft. I agree. And I think that's I know- what everybody's yeah. forgetting. I mean, granted, no, he, he shouldn't be losing because he has the talent. But I think a lot of people are forgetting that this was the team last year that was bad enough to get the first round draft pick. I don't think he should be that upset about where he's at. I think Mm-mm. they show a lot of promise. They played a yeah. great game against Cincinnati. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I get that you read articles that are coming down hard on him. It, it really is one of those character. I'm not sure if, if I didn't ever see the images of what he was doing that I would ever thought have thought about it. Right. I would yeah. have been really focused on his coaching and how the team was doing and then whether I liked it or not. I think, but at, I think at this point, like, man, he might be, he might be looking for a way out. A way out. You think that's why he felt up that girl? <laughs> he seemed like he had a bucket of buckets, man. I mean, like seriously, he was in public. That's what like my heart like wants to believe. <laughs> right. That he's just right. like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. No one's like, no one respects me here. The other day they broke their practice. Uh, they did a huddle and they were like, say grind on three. No one respects him. Oh, shit. Him. Yeah. Yeah, so they are right. So the t- he's lost the confidence of the team. Yeah. And I think he's just, wow. I think he's spiraling and he doesn't want to admit it because he's too proud that he's in over his head. And I think he's looking for ways to get out. Well, you know, when I started talking about him uh, here a few minutes ago, I really didn't, I thought we'd all be clowning and dunking on the guy and that I, I wouldn't have to be forced to look at the humanity of it, but I totally think you're right mm-hmm. now that you've said that, like he's just cracked under, and I think that's just people, mm-hmm. you know, in general, you put people under enough stress and, you know, they just need a little push. And, sometimes and I mean, he, I mean, and that is a lot of, I mean, even for Trevor Lawrence, that's a lot of stress to be put under like number one draft pick. You only lost three, three games, your entire high school and college career. And now you're zero and four. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stop sorry, shy. <laughs> I think that's Brando's cue for us to stop talking about sports. But uh, let me wrap it up by saying that Lawrence is a, as a young. If you're the hottest prospect quarterback coming out of any draft, you you really hope you're going to get paired up with a good coach and have a good mm-hmm. start to your career. And if I were him, I'd be pretty upset about it too. It could you have know? been. It just didn't come into fruition. It ain't. It just ain't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I brought it up mainly because I'm I'm still uh, blown away by the speed and impact of social media. Yeah, like it's I, crazy. I, and the the way that it's affected. Well, now and the repercussions too. Because her mom yeah. came out today and said that she's getting, you know, all this hate. It takes two people to tango. He made choices. She made choices. Well, but that's but that's what I'm saying, right? The impact is now yeah. 
the 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 element that makes that the all those lives and look i'm not here saying should shouldn't i'm just saying it's crazy to witness it's mm-hmm. crazy to see happen that quickly and it's all over the place you can't not read about it if you follow any sports at all and that i'll stop there mid sorry everyone that didn't want to be part of brevity sports box but uh every now and then we like to talk about you know what you're getting ball. <laughs> you know what this is you can't have a, a host that's in love with jj watt and not talk about football exactly oh guys i have to tell you for the next episode i matched with a guy that looks exactly like jj watt on the bumble Oh, yeah, that's a great teaser. We're going to end on that note. Okay, so come back for episode 34 where we find out what uh, Bumble J.J. Watt is actually like. <laughs> Hopefully good. We'll, we'll see what kind of – we'll, we'll we measure matched, him on the Giga Chat today, scale. today, so there's, there's a whole week to go. <laughs> how, does, how does he like his sandwich? Um, he, oh, that's it, a good question. I'll save that for the next episode. Yeah, I'll save it for the next one. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you, Brando, for bringing it. Thank you, Becky. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys being here. I needed this for this week, too. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming back every week as well. We'll be back again for another episode, episode 34, where we'll talk about uh, <laughs> Bumble, Giga Chad, JJ Watt. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about all the details and how you guys hooked up or didn't. We'll see what happens. Uh, Brevity Box is brought to you by Proudly by the Ruminations Radio Network. Um, intro music, outro music was produced by Mitch at Area 42 Studios. And if you like what you have heard so far, I cannot emphasize enough the, uh, you always hear me go to Cinephile Hissy Fit. Maybe you'll hear me mention Tony's Tall Tales. Uh, he just did an episode covering, uh, ironically, what we were talking about earlier, but the script and writing of Bond uh, in the, especially the earlier movies, uh, or retro futurist culture or any of the, uh, flagship podcasts and can't forget ruminations from the red room, which has been producing incredible content lately too. check any of them out. And if you want to give us some feedback or maybe go a step further and support us a little more, you can, uh, go to our website and become a Patreon and get access to uh, a lot of different opportunities with uh, merch that we're developing now and also becoming a part of a, a public Discord uh, that we can get on our Discord channel and conversate with some of the hosts and some of the other people that love the shows. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Bye. 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 I'm waiting for Brando. Bye. been listening to the brevity box brought to you by ruminations radio network if you like this cast or want to find some other great topics join me Hoptimist, on the retro futurist culture podcast for great discussions on all things retro future check it out at ruminations radio network.com